Fab Lab Podcast, Managing Fear, How to Turn Panic into Productivity. Welcome to the Fab Lab, the stone industry's only podcast dedicated exclusively to the business side of your stone shop, where we focus on improving operations inside the business so we can experience more life outside of it. So let's get down to business. Welcome back to a special edition episode here of the Fab Lab Podcast, a midweek episode. I'm your host, Aaron Crowley, and as events continue to unfold before our very eyes, economically speaking, um, from a legislative standpoint, from a government, you know, statewide directive standpoint, a lot is changing, a lot is up in the air, yet here we are in these positions of authority, in some cases, in these positions of leadership, in many cases, and folks are looking to us. There's an opportunity here for us to lead there's actually the necessity that those of us in those roles step up and lead effectively. And yet we're having to deal with a lot of stuff that's just simply out of our control. One of those things is the way that people are responding to this and more specifically how our employees are responding, how they're reacting to all of this uncertainty, all of this fear, all of this panic that's going on. And it's just been a very interesting observation to see the range of responses. On, on one hand, you've got some folks that are shrugging their shoulders, kind of blowing it off, wondering why everybody's getting so wet, you know, so upset to the other end of the spectrum where we've got people who are literally panicking. They're, there's a wild-eyed you know, look on their face where they are literally scared to death. And so the question is, is how do we, how do we thread that needle? How do we engage those folks that are reacting so differently in a constructive manner so that whatever the challenge is, whatever the circumstances, we, we can step into that role of leadership and lead effectively. How can we help motivate people? How can we help people get over their fears and actually channel that emotion into something that's constructive and productive? And so we're going to talk about that today. You know, before we do, I just want to mention, reiterate, once again, you can email me at Aaron at AaronCrowley.com. I uh, would love to hear from you. You know, right now it's probably more oriented around fear since this is the topic of this episode, but just, you know, the uncertainty, everybody I talk to, you know, there's a certain element of, of, of fear. It's in the air right now. So if you've got fears, man, send them my way. I'm not going to out you by any means, but if I could be of any help, would love to. Also, if you've got certain frustrations that you're dealing with in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic, send those as well. That might be great content, might be great topic for us to discuss here on the Fab Lab podcast. As we all continue to to navigate as this thing you know this thing uh, evolves, and you can also send victories in the midst of this. If you're having big wins, if you're doing things, if you're finding solutions, man, send those as well. We'll share them. That's the whole essence of the Fab Lab podcast: is to simply make that information available, make valuable content available to the fabrication community, so that we can all run better businesses. And that's a challenge right now. So email me at Aaron at AaronCrowley.com. Would love to hear from you. So now back to this. This topic, how do we manage fear? How do we turn panic into productivity? What does it mean to lead during these circumstances? I think something to just keep in mind. Number one, we have a role to play. Uh, Number two, our demeanor and our response has a pretty profound effect. It can actually alter, it can actually shape the emotions of everybody that we influence. It can have a tremendously positive effect. It can also have a negative effect on them. It can also have a very negative effect if we're not careful on our own leadership because this is the reality. We're going to get through this. We're going to come out the other side. We're going to have companies to run. The aftermath 
the way that we manage, the way that we lead through this is going to actually set the stage for years to come, in a sense, our legacy. This is going to be remembered. How we respond, how we conduct ourselves, how we lead during this time is not going to be forgotten. And I'm reminded of the famous incident. Actually, there's two incidents. General George Patton in World War II. The guy was an absolute, unbelievable wartime leader. He was fearless. One of a kind, once in a generation, the absolute perfect man for the job. And yet, despite all of the unbelievable achievements that he had in World War II, and he had a pretty dramatic story. The guy was a, a lightning rod for sure. He slapped a soldier in a hospital, and he slapped another soldier out on the battlefield in, in, a, in, a, in a moment of great frustration and probably stress for him. He was responding, and he overreacted to a couple of soldiers that had been given to panic and they were, uh, in a sense, their emotions took over and he slapped both of them. His entire record is now marred by that overreaction. That one incident in each case, those two incidents, completely redefined what was otherwise an absolutely unparalleled career, an unparalleled record for victories in wartime. So we just need to keep that in mind. Our responses to the way that people are responding in this crisis is actually something that's going to be remembered. And so A, it's an opportunity. B, it's a cautionary tale. So here are three things that I think we need to keep in mind. And I was able to kind of craft these all with an alliteration. We Number one, we need to remain composed. Number two, we need to remember the range of emotional responses. And number three, we need to replace fear with action. So number one, you and I have got to remain composed. We cannot afford to demonstrate fear ourselves. We cannot demonstrate a lack of understanding. We cannot, in a sense, show anything other than a high degree of competency, confidence, and engagement to our crew. We've got to maintain that composure. Now, a couple of things about that. We may be experiencing fear. We may be facing certain realities that are terrifying, depending on the state that you're in, depending on the circumstances in your particular area, depending on the circumstances in your business. And, and that fear may be justified. The question is, is are we going to let that fear control us? And we can't. We've got to deal with our own fears first. A couple of thoughts on that. What is it? Stopping long enough to truly assess what is it that I'm afraid of? If I have this just general sense of overwhelming anxiety, what is it that I fear? Is it fear of loss? Is it fear of failure? Is it fear of, you know, we just have to identify that. Number two, we got to recognize the fact that our minds work like this. They, it, our minds in the absence of information will tend to gravitate towards the worst case scenario. So sometimes we will find ourselves fearing something that is actually pretty unlikely to occur. And yet that fear can still grip us. It can still control us. So we have got to keep that in mind. Oftentimes it's a worst case scenario that's not likely to occur. So number three, what can we do to limit this fear if we're given to it? What can we do to limit it? How do I get control of my own emotions? And here's another thought. Who can I call? So fellow fabricator, if you're first, you got to deal with your own fears. Identifying what you're afraid of, determining if it's really legitimate or not. And then if necessary, I would recommend you reach out to somebody, somebody that you trust highly to talk through this, to get an outsider's perspective, to see if those fears that, that, are, that are gripping you are legitimate. And, and they may be, and they may warrant action, but that's that's the next step in this. What are we going to do with that fear? So that's 
number one, dealing with their own fears. Number two, just keep in mind, people are watching. People are looking to us. People are expecting us to lead in the roles that we fill. So we have got to maintain at all times the visible impression that we are in control. So a couple of things to think about just to keep in mind. Our tone of voice and our volume can actually have an impact on the people. If we're high strung, if our voice is octaves higher than it normally is, we're talking faster than we normally do, there's a wild eye look in our face, people are going to read into that. People are going to respond. They're going to adopt that. And so we've got to maintain that composure. Keeping in mind our tone of voice and our volume. The other thing we got to do is we got to maintain engagement, maybe more than usual, depending on what your standard operating mode is in terms of how frequently you're interacting with your teams. This may call for more engagement, more interaction, more of a presence. Just your physical presence will have a calming effect so long as that you're not panicked yourself. You will be a stabilizing force in the minds, in the thoughts of the people that you lead. And lastly, it's your attitude. Um, and, and, and I don't, for lack of a better term, it's a fake it till you make it perspective. We, we've got we've to maintain composure. That means sometimes suppressing inclinations that may be really strong, that urges that may be welling up inside of us to, to express frustration. This is the worst time. I can't believe this is happening. The government's reacting so poorly, whatever it is. We've got to stop that. We cannot be given into a negativity. We have got to maintain a bright and optimistic outlook. We have to exude that optimism, not a silliness, not a demeanor that is that is inappropriate for the time, but we cannot be negative. There has got to be positivity and optimism because that lends itself to the actions that we're going to take. We cannot adopt a doom and gloom attitude. So number one, you and I, fellow leaders, fellow fab shop owners, ladies and gentlemen, uh, those of you who have families, you've got you know spouses, you've got significant others, you've got kids who are looking to you. We got to maintain our composure. We've got to remain composed. Next, we've got to remember and keep in mind the range of emotions that people have, that everybody is responding differently. There is this spectrum. And, and the fact is, we've got to accommodate that. We've got to, in a sense, recalibrate what we tolerate because. People who are lackadaisical may not be taking this seriously enough, and we've got to engage them and get them. At the same time, people who are panicked, they're going to say things and do things that, that are irrational, that they may not otherwise do. We can't let that penetrate our composure. We've got to give a little bit more latitude to people who are, in a sense, feeling a, a greater sense of lack of control, if that's the right way to say this. You and I as owners, as managers, as decision makers, now we carry the weight, we carry the responsibility of making the decisions that are going to affect everybody, but that gives us that sense of control. The folks that report to us oftentimes don't have that same reality. They, they are more affected by the decisions that other people make, and that lends itself to a certain sense of things just being out of control. And if they're already afraid, we got to keep that in mind. Offering a little bit more latitude. You know what? I'm going to overlook what that guy just said. And trust me, I've had to do that the last couple of days. Something else, we've got to be ready, just like higher engagement. We've got to be ready to have more one-on-one -on -one communication with our staff. Maybe a communication that we wouldn't otherwise have, depending on the way our businesses are arranged. We just got to be ready 
to calm people's fears, to have a conversation, to listen to what somebody is going through. They may be facing things outside of work that we're not aware of, that truly are legitimate concerns and maybe even reasons for panic. We've got to be able to listen to that, to hear them out, to understand what it is that they're going through. We've got to be listening. We've got to be ready to listen, and we've got to be ready to reassure them. Hey, you know, I can't control everything that's going on outside of the company and I don't know everything that's going on inside of your life, but just, I want you to know, I want to reassure you, I am doing everything I can do on your behalf and on behalf of everybody else in the company, everybody else in the family, everybody else in the neighborhood, whatever it is, we got to be ready to listen and we need to be that reassuring voice that those people may not have anywhere else in their life. The opportunity here is tremendous for us to speak into the lives of those folks and to reassure them. And for, you know, for the, the shoulder shruggers, if you will, the people that are just kind of blowing this off, you know what? That may re- require a completely different response from us. Hey, you know what? There is social distancing. There are cleanliness standards. There's disinfectant standards. There are certain things that we're not going to tolerate. You getting in my face and coughing, you coming into my office and sitting down, there's certain requirements that we are going to follow, and it is our job as leaders to insist and, if necessary, demand that our teams, the people that we lead, step up and take this seriously so that optimal health is achieved. Optimal results are possible. And so just remember, there's going to be the spectrum. There are going to be the extremes, and there's going to be everybody else in between. You and I have got to read that. You and I have got to, in a sense, create latitude there, and we're going to have to deal with it. It's not a one-size-fits-all. In many cases, it's going to be a case-by-case base that we're going to have to respond and, and we're going to have to respond appropriately. So just remember that, 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 that. Give people a little bit of extra breathing room, a little bit more latitude right now because people are afraid or people are blowing things off. we got to step into that place. Now, lastly, we've got to replace fear with action. So as I mentioned earlier, the mind generally or, or naturally will gravitate to like worst case scenarios. And so um, there's a great quote, in the absence of conscious thought, the subconscious prevails. It's a fantastic, I don't know who the author is. I've searched for the author of that quote. I've not been able to find it. In the absence of conscious thought, the subconscious prevails. And in a fear-based scenario where there are legitimate reasons to be worried or anxious, Worst case scenarios are going to fill the void, ladies and gentlemen. We got to keep this in mind, not only for ourselves, but for everybody else. So what do we do? We got to understand the fact that if, 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 if the absence of or in the absence of conscious thought of productive forward thinking, you know, projects to work on, work to do, the subconscious is going to prevail and it's going to be fear. Now, the interesting thing about the chemical makeup of the brain, when there's fear, fight or flight, it releases chemicals into our bloodstream. And in a sense, it, that, that's the design for survival. Those are mechanisms that our bodies possess so that in a moment of great danger, the body can react, those, those chemicals are infused into our bloodstream, and things can happen without us thinking. We can take actions and take measures that we wouldn't otherwise be able to take in that fight or flight moment to avoid danger and self-preservation, you know, so that we can protect ourselves. So in the absence of constructive thought, in the absence of conscious thought and things to focus on, people are going to tend towards that irrationality, that fear, that fight or flight, those chemicals are coursing through people's, you know, their their bodies. And if we left, if if we don't do something 
to compensate for that, that fear can take over and people will do things, they will say things, they will respond to things in ways that they don't intend. They can't, in a sense, it's the chemicals taking over. So what do we do? What's our opportunity here? Our opportunity is to invite people into productivity, work that we actually can do to affect the outcome. So here's the goal. We've got to replace that fear with action. We have to be the ones who are thinking far enough ahead to say, listen, there are things that are out of our control. No question about it. There are things that we can't affect. Got it. But there are things that we do know and there are things that we can influence. So what is it that we can do? Let's replace those thoughts about what might happen with things that we can do right now. How do we engage our crews? How do we engage the folks that we lead? How do we engage our families? What can we do when we're home from school? What do we do when we're not able to go to work? What do we do when we're only allowed to go to the grocery store? How do we replace those fears with constructive, forward-thinking actions? So what can we do? How do we do what we can do? How do we think outside the box? How do we get people thinking in terms of unconventional solutions? Gosh, we're faced with this problem. We're going to have to change the way we do this. Well, we can't do that. Oh, we can't? Well, you know what? That sounds like a great opportunity for us to solve a problem that may end up benefiting us, not only in the short term, it could become something that benefits us for here on out. It could become an asset for our company for as long as the company exists. So let's ask the question, how do we do things that previously we've thought weren't possible? Are there things that we can do differently? Do some of these, you know, shelter and home, do some of these directives from the state, do some of these, you know, social distancing policies, those are affecting the way that we do business from the sales standpoint, from being in the customer's home, from how our installers go to the job site in the same truck or not. We got to ask the question, what do we have to do and what can we do differently? Here's another one. What can we do that we have previously thought impossible? So ladies and gentlemen, I got to leave this up to you. These are just some things to think about. A way to engage the folks that we lead with constructive actions, things that can engage the mind, replace the subconscious with conscious thought, with productive thought, solving problems for the here and now and solving problems for the future. That is a tremendous way to get people's minds off of the fear, off of the things that they can't control and on the things that actually will have an effect, actually will move the needle, will actually help our companies get through this current crisis. So ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to keep this as short as possible, so I'm talking a little bit faster than usual just so I can squeeze it in. I know your time is super valuable. I know you've got a lot on your plate right now as you manage, as you lead your companies and the people that you influence. So just a quick recap here. Number one, we got to remain composed. You and I, leaders, we've got to remain composed. Number two, we've got to just keep in mind, we got to remember that everybody is responding differently to these circumstances. And we got to accept that fact and we've got to adjust our leadership to that fact. And number three, our opportunity here is to replace fear with action and actions that are actually going to benefit the company today and into the future. So let's do what we can do. Let's not focus on the things we can't control. And let's just remember People are looking for leadership right now. People are scared. People are looking for somebody to step into that role and to reassure them. Let's you and I be that person. Let's you and I be those leaders for our crews and for the community at large. So I hope this episode finds you well. I hope this episode finds you in control of your faculties, composed and ready to lead. And if not, if you need somebody, if you don't have somebody to reach out to, remember, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, feel free to email me with anything, a win, 
a fear, a frustration. Right now is the perfect time to engage. If I could be of any service to you, fellow fabricator, would love to do so. So until the next time, and I should just mention this as a teaser, today of all days, we interviewed an economist that specializes in the construction industry and even more specifically the fabrication side of the construction industry. An economic advisor, an economic analyst, we got we had the opportunity to sit down with him and have a lengthy conversation about what's going on and what we can expect in the coming days, weeks, months, and years. You will not want to miss this. I'm teasing it because it is one of the best interviews we've done, and it will be available this Friday, March 27th, so make sure you tune in. Until then, lead well, fellow fabricator. Mm-hmm.